Hello, everybody, and welcome to Reheated, the Leftovers podcast. I am your host, Mike Marbach. I uh, got a sore, sore voice. Uh, I might be uh, coughing throughout it. I apologize in advance. Uh, to my right, just go around and introduce yourselves. Uh, Robert Alessiani. David Danella. <laughs> Jolie Darrow. Quentin J. Alexander. David is being super cautious now with his speech because uh, we were I'm informed that he... speaking super slow because apparently people listen to this show in double time. <laughs> and you will sound normal time to them now. So yeah. that's, that's helpful. Bunch of weird... But it's already uh, over. It's over. I'm done. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. There it is. Okay, great. Uh, the show is brought to you by the Philly Improv Theater where we all perform. Uh, go to phillyimprovtheater.com. Check out our full... Lineup of shows, which happen Wednesday through Sunday. Sunday nights are free. And we also train in comedy. You can take classes in sketch, improv, stand-up, and more. And if you go there now, uh, our fall session is now enrolling. Uh, and there's a sale, actually, for intro classes. They're only one ninety nine. <laughs> What? That's a bargain. That's practically free. That is a bargain yeah. at double that price. It's 199 bucks. You get free admission to all fit shows. You get access to practice groups. Uh, plus, you get into, as we say, a community of people that will embrace you. Yeah. You might get a girlfriend or and or boyfriend, depending on your... your Whatever you want. We, we got it. Or, or yeah. both. Or both. If, if you're into that. Really? Because sure. I haven't... I haven't experienced that you well, uh, are not you have not yet hit the fit stage yeah, yeah you're not <laughs> and, uh, you're not and the people at home can't see this but Jolie is just riddled with open sores <laughs> just riddled with them weeping wounds yeah she needs Jesus yeah David uh, could you take the uh, the shout outs oh are we doing the shout outs at the beginning shout of the out. show hell yeah let's do the shout outs at the beginning of the show so we have two major shout outs this week um Anybody who listened to last week's episode is aware of the fact that it was it was not our tightest episode. The wheels fell off at one point. And um, <laughs> we said we, we gave it we gave a call. We put the we put the beacon out. We said, listen, we want the real fans to let us know that you actually made it through that show. Yeah. And and two of the the leftover warriors met that call. Heard the clarion call. And so we would like to give a shout out to Lisa in Portland, PDX, who said, 93 minutes of solid gold what-the-F analysis about this crazy leftover show. Lisa, we salute you. Mm. And mm. and Kselb, at Kselb on Twitter, who said, listen to the end, pure gold. We salute you also. Um, K-S-E-L-B. K-S-E-L-B. You've got 30... Five followers right now, but we it's... hope you get 36. But we're getting... We're going to get you all the way up to 40. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, not sure that we, I'm not sure that we've hit 50 yet. Uh, so uh, give a little love back this week, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Regard, in, oh. At SRM Podcast. Mm-hmm. In regards to last week's podcast, I am going to go ahead and promise our fans I will never again try to quote Bible verses. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a Stone Cold Love? Uh, That's a Stone Cold Love. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Staying completely away from Bible. How do you feel about Yates? Uh, well. <laughs> Don't spoil the show. Philly no. comic Nicole Yates. Right. <laughs> uh, she's got a great podcast. Uh, yeah. What is it called? Uh, did, uh, you yeah. Yeah. did you eat? Did you eat? Did you eat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shouts to Nicole Yates. She's Check it out. silly funny. All right, let's get into this. Uh, season one, episode eight. Uh, what was the title? Uh, uh, the title was Cairo. Cairo. Yeah. Cairo, that's right. We talked about That's yeah. one thing I 
now do remember from last week. It's one of the one correct things we talked about last week. Yeah. Uh, So there was a quick opening montage. Uh, Patty was, uh, I thought she was like packing up at first. She wasn't packing up. Uh, She was laying out clothes, uh, adult and kid stuff. Uh, all over the uh, the church mm-hmm. uh, auditorium, uh, we see Garvey setting a table, uh, prepping a turkey for for dinner. He's, we see that he still has that dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just two parallel shots mm-hmm. through the whole cold open. Yeah, Patty walking. Ar- then she's walking around all the clothes that have just been set out, and she's got this big book. Uh, and then she just leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the opening, quick opening montage. Uh, I Anything thought, to say about this so far? I thought she was. I thought they were really getting into this whole church ownership thing, and they were going to like do a swap meet sale. I got the <laughs> just going, like, uh, you know, you could go there and like get a really sweet punch bowl set yeah. for like three dollars, or an old turntable that doesn't work, um, and and a video game that all the old people said, "Yeah, we have Nintendos." Yeah. <laughs> it's like Kleenex. Yeah, everything like, ran. Yeah. Every video game is a Nintendo to yeah. my grandfather. Real yeah. quick, going back to the episode title, shouldn't we pr- be pronouncing it Cairo? Because isn't that where he winds up? Cairo, yeah. New York. That's yeah, what Cairo, the yeah Cairo. That would be what that. When was I hear Cairo, I think Cairo syrup. That's just me yeah. though. Mm. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that <laughs> really, you don't know Cairo oh, syrup yeah, is K A R O syrup. It's yeah. like. Yeah. It's either corn syrup or the thickest oh, pancake syrup oh, you yeah, have ever yeah, experienced. Yeah, yeah. That's not the syrup that makes you vomit, right? No. That's Ipecac. Yeah, that's Ipecac. No, that's the Egyptian Sorry. god. Dumb question. Of, I don't know. No, that's ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> Third base! That's the, the terrorist group that is in. Oh, yeah. All, all right. correct. No, that's... Uh, <laughs> all right. Lori, we see her in the office. Uh, huge book that Patty had was on the desk. Uh, and she gives Lori uh, a lot of money. Yeah. How, much, how much would you say that was? Ten grand. Yeah. Ten grand? You think of it? I thought it was a lot more than that. It had to have been more than that if she paid for. I mean, it was all, all those bodies, but it was in a envelope, right? How much is a yeah. hundred hundreds? So an envelope can. That's ten thousand. Hundred hundreds is ten thousand. Yeah. Um, but and but unless they were getting those like stolen. We already know that those bodies from hot loved ones. Yeah, it kind of seemed like uh, they these fell did. off a truck. <laughs> it kind of seemed like they did get them stolen. It, they were. It was a very. Sh- it, it wasn't was, through oh, directly yeah. through the organization. Shady I deal. Disagree though, because I have a feeling. I, and they all we, fell out of the truck. But if we can, yeah, I know it was ten thousand dollars. But I'm, what I'm saying is. I think they were getting the specific bodies they needed, yeah, not exactly. just random bodies. Yeah, right. yeah. So to that's do what, that, the list is for. If we're going off of what Wormy Dude from New York said, forty grand per body for yeah. the good ones. I mean, unless they were getting like the bargain basement, like Black Friday sale bodies. Well, she clearly did not have like a mill duffled up. No, like you can't. Uh, uh, I think when I read somewhere like in a standard size briefcase, you can fit a million dollars in. You can fit a million dollars in hundred stacks in a standard briefcase. Yeah, like that's uh, if you like see people walking around with briefcases <laughs> in movies and it's, they're full of money. Like, oh, here's 50, 50 million. It's like, no, the fuck, it's not. Our currency only goes up to a hundred. So maybe if this was euros. Well, I mean, it does go past a hundred, but they stopped making those bills. You've there. never seen something other than a hundred. In than midnight run, I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How much money was in the? I can't even talk to you when you get like was this. in the Dumb and Dumber suitcase. Samsonite? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How much money was in, in Samsonite? I bet I bet you could have fit um, probably like two mil in that, right? Because 
Probably the same. Humberly, 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 Humberly. I'm gonna go ahead and say they got it. It was a shady, some sort of shady deal. Yeah. Or those, remember those buys off of the. Tr- oh, right, you were saying, I'm saying yeah, specific. They, 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 yeah. they, okay. they, they, they like wanted the specific bodies, bodies, which is exactly why they went into the homes and stole the photos yeah. of the people of only the loved ones. Yeah. <laughs> these are these these are only people that live in Mapleton, I believe. Yeah, that lived uh, yeah. in Mapleton. Right. Uh, <laughs> so Patty lifts up the the uh, notepad and she writes "ready" question mark on there. Mm-hmm. Lori gives her a nod, uh, and another GR enters uh, the room uh, and hands in a book to. To Patty. Did we ever see what was the book? What what it was titled? Mm, the the book wasn't titled anything. It was a notebook. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. I was talking about the book from the beginning that she was. I, it had something on the spine, and I can't remember what that the hell it said. Book. Yeah, and I, I was like, do they have like a basic text for their organization? Do they have? Like, You're talking a about manifesto? the the big thick book like that that Patty was holding in the, the beginning, real big yeah. one. It looked like a Bible-sized book to me, but I was uh, also I watched folks. Was, I watched this. I watched this episode literally yeah. right before we were broadcasting right now on Monday night. I watched it on my phone in the lobby of this theater. Yeah, so. uh, we saw some of the. I think if, if it, we're talking about the same book, it just has. Uh, it's like a photo album. Yeah, it was, and it has all the information that they keep on yep. those people. It's where they record, uh, re-record the information. Whoa, yeah. someone's talking back. Mm-hmm. Uh, from those small books that, that that this one guy handed in, which is a thing in itself, is yeah. that we saw a guy tonight, mm-hmm. the guy GR. Yeah, tonight. Yeah, we've yeah. seen guy GR. We've seen but they're in the, in the background, not, right? But not like actually providing a function, right? <laughs> yeah, except to uh, the sperm banks. So he hands this in, <laughs> and we see that they use these little books to track the comings and goings of different people. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, then we go to dinner with the family, uh, and the friend, uh, what's her name? Amy. 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 Uh, is asking about the, is asking Nora about her job, mm-hmm. uh, and Jill brings up, <clears throat> excuse me, Jill brings up the gun, and is just kind of pressing that issue. Yeah. Uh, Nora says that she got, she got rid of it, she doesn't need it anymore, why don't you need it? Um, just keeps, won't let it go, um, and so she finally just gives her purse Mm-hmm. To Jill mm-hmm. and yeah. says, "Check it out." Yo, here, yeah, here. Which look? Which I um, <clears throat> I'm not a woman, and I don't have like purse etiquette, but I feel like that was a big, giant statement. Like it felt like a big statement to me. Like here, look through my purse. <laughs> like I, my ex-wife, when we were married, didn't let me just like root through her purse. Really? No. Also, why would I, I want not to? Look through yeah. my purse right now. I no. I there. I feel like oh. there are secrets. Is in there a gun in there? Find out. Like as you open, it's got Marcellus Wallace's soul in it. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing (laughs) that like. It's like your face is gonna melt. I thought I was expecting. I was expecting Jill to pull out like a ream of magnums, and then Nora'd be like, "Me and your daddy using all these tonight." Oh shit! I forgot the loot. Well, just spit on it. Every guy's a magnum guy. Yeah. Every guy you've ever met. Uh, so Jill apologizes. Yeah, that's what they told me. <laughs> Jill apologizes mm-hmm. uh, that you know. All right, sorry, I fucked up. Uh, and Nora and Kevin kiss goodnight. Uh, it'll get better. And I don't know. I, I have here in my notes the dog will be tamed um, because I just felt like something would happen. 
uh, throughout this episode. Well, something did happen. Yeah. Something yeah. did happen. Yeah. 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 Uh, so was not tamed. Right. Yeah. So um, many things. So they set up so many things in this episode that were then flipped on itself. Yeah. Like, they did it probably about six times. Uh, although, I mean, if we're, we're talking about that very briefly, that dog didn't attack her. Nope. Nope. So there, was, there, there could be something about her, too. Uh, All these guys got the shining. Every single one the of the garbage got the sh- yeah. the shinning. The shinning. Yeah. Uh, That's Willie's time. You want to get sued? <laughs> uh, then Garvey goes to sleep yep. uh, and wakes up in a car. Yep. Uh, dog catcher. <sighs> dog catcher wakes him up. Uh, and it, it becomes I'm going to start difficult. calling him ghost dog. <laughs> Way of the samurai. It becomes difficult to know what's... What's a dream? What's not a dream? Yeah, this a little was bit. Yeah, very clearly yeah. not a dream. Yeah, this is. It's like I, I would. Argue, I'm an idiot. I would. No. Wait. I would. I would. I would argue that it's you not. You would argue, clear. wouldn't you? No, it's not it clear. Was too fluid. The, the, because from what we've seen, every all the dreams are sort of broken up. Like we'll think for maybe a minute or two that it's real, and then they'll flash to something else. Yeah. But this was very like. Well, here's fluid. why. The reason that. The reason you were like, okay, this isn't a dream, is because it cut away and cut, it cut away to other things that were definitely not a dream. It had nothing to do with that setting, right. and then cut back to it, and they weren't yeah. in different settings. I right. watched it at yeah. the mansion mm-hmm. uh, on the big screen, yeah. and they were to me the direction of this shot was setting it up to be like he's going to sleep, and it might be a dream coming out of this because it was kind of hazy. It was right. uh, it was blurry. Okay, yeah, uh, okay. I retract my statement that it was <laughs> definitely not, but I I feel like we figured out quickly. Yes, was, yeah, I yeah. We can get into this. I think, and I, I almost think that we should just summarize the whole episode <laughs> before we get into this. But I I. Think and, I, and I'm not sure I believe it, but I think that there's actually uh, an argument to be made for that this entire Don't sequence say being a dream. Don't. Um, or being something that happens in a surreal place. And I know that there's, I know that his daughter recognizes that he's not home, but this is also the first time in this show that we've had a sequence like this where he has not been on the antipsychotic medicines or the sleeping medicines or whatever. Yeah. So the fact that he experiences that that we are seeing something different from what we've had what the established routine is does not to me necessarily mean But the look, thing is man. he calls he calls Nora. He leaves a message. <coughs> it's not a very coherent message, but yeah. it is a message. Okay. In a show like this, if they are going to establish that, yes, there can be things that are dreams, and then you come out of it, you need to do it within the episode you are in. You need to resolve that it was a dream in the episode you're in. Yeah. If you go any longer, you're getting into new heart territory, and I will <laughs> fucking hate you. Yeah, and also... It's cheap. Yeah. It's cheap to the audience. It's disrespecting your audience, yeah. I think. I'm, and also, and also, it wasn't snowing for no reason. There wasn't, yeah. there wasn't any weird slow motion. His there, kid didn't there show were, up. There weren't any deer. Yeah, his <laughs> wife wasn't there talking to him yeah but there were some very weird things his uh, shirts his oh yeah shirts but the, in uh, like a pentagram but it, but it connected to some to something that happened in an earlier episode as Which to what happened to those shirt. shirts but the shirts were I mean the shirts were resolved but were they or did were he just they, grab him a were bunch they, of shirts or did he just grab a bunch yeah. of random I shirts that, because I mean, he I, didn't want to get his fucking face pounded in yeah I think <laughs> I think now what the show is saying is that that scared 
Indian dude in the laundromat just grabbed him a bunch of white shirts. So how did they get all their the police insignia? Maybe he has maybe, other cops going yeah. there for... Maybe there were other policemen that, that go there. That's what I took from it. Yeah. I took that this is where those shirts went. Yeah. yeah. It was, you know, and I don't know, but... Uh, that yeah. dry cleaner is now answering to possibly eight different cups. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, look, man, you gotta just you I mean, freaking I, I, boss. Again, like, I actually, I'm not, I don't necessarily take stock with this argument, but I think that it is there in a different way. Yeah, but let's continue. All right, so they, <laughs> uh, they're in a shack. Mm-hmm. They head to a shack, mm-hmm. uh, and he, the dog catcher, uh, opens up the door, looks inside, turns back to Garvey, and says, "She's still out." Mm. Uh, and who did you think he was talking about when he said that? Before I, you saw it was Patty. You thought I did. It was Patty? Th- I think it was Patty. Yeah. 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 Uh, she was. Yeah. She was my first guess. Uh, and we go in. Yeah, definitely Patty. She's tied and unconscious in a chair. Uh, and then opening credits. Mm-hmm. The opening credits. Mm-hmm. A, like eleven to twelve minutes yeah. into yeah. the show. Yeah. I like long cold opens. I think it's nice. Yeah. Super, super long cold opens. Yeah. Uh, and Jill. We go, we go back to the house. She checks on Dad. He's not there. Uh, and, and, and Amy and, said and something. Amy, who's just perpetually going into or leaving a shower, I <laughs> yeah. feel like, in this show. <laughs> just always, like, fresh out or yeah. just heading in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was there anything within that scene um, in particular? What was the dialogue? Oh, oh she said, um, she's, Amy uh, makes a, a stab at Jill being like, you know, maybe he stayed at Nora's because you were such a fucking bitch last night. Oh, yeah. 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 And you were trying to cock block him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's yeah. interesting, it's an interesting um, kind of dynamic change when we were thinking, like, you think about how we were thinking about how Amy read into kind of the drop that he was seeing Nora in the last episode mm-hmm. that she's seems okay with whatever. Like, so, like, again, this perception that we have of Amy and Kevin's relationship mm-hmm. is not necessarily at all the reality of what it is. And sure. I mean, so so they're you know they're playing they're being the people making the show are playing with us. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and in and and our perception of what the reality of anything that they're setting up is not necessarily what yeah. it is. Yeah, everything well is done, everything is. Forfeit. Now that's fine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Oh yeah, but do not do not establish things and then it was a dream. Like no, I don't think they. I don't did. like no. it. It's bullshit. Right. Because right. of that reason, I don't think they. All right. Um, so Matt is getting his ass kicked. <laughs> Reverend Matt is getting his ass kicked by Megan. Yeah. Uh, who Megan, is Megan is fucking. Who's talking. talking through this entire fucking episode? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. And yeah. he doesn't. And and nothing. Uh, the show hadn't established anything like that she was anything but the most devout and then she's just out of nowhere just yeah just just breaking her vows just just talking again like i wanted to I see didn't think more that she was especially devout i mean she's she's new she i thought were... the show was setting up that yeah, you, not set up, but setting her up yeah, for that. That Laurie was going to be the kind of like rogue one because she had to be taken away and mm-hmm. given her time to have her, you know, moment of doubt. While Megan she was still back might there, be. yeah, she might be. But Megan was back there doing like she was going all Charles Xavier. <laughs> I thought Laurie was going to go Magneto, but you know, but it, they switched. It, it um, it's one of those things where you 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 look at the action, the most recent action, and then you kind of repaint. 
all mm-hmm. previous actions. So you look at what Meg, what we've learned about Meg since then from this mm-hmm. episode, and you think, well, you know, maybe the sudden show of devoutness was more a grab for attention than it yeah. was a mm-hmm. an actual feeling of devoutness. Sure. Yeah, sure. Like maybe mm-hmm. she was she was overcompensating, um, but she really wasn't there yet. Yeah, you know. Maybe, you know, because she was very, I mean, she got into the devoutness right after she was about to quit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she was, and she did a talking thing and it was like, notice me, notice me, notice yeah. me. And then it got, and then it was super devout and everybody was like, nice. Mm-hmm. And now there's another outburst. Yeah. So maybe it's just that people aren't quite noticing her enough. And the outburst was uh, as a result of Matt's. Uh, little pamphlets, little little flyers. Uh, this one, per- particularly about her, mm-hmm. uh, specifically about her. Come home, Megan, uh, and it told this little story, just her story about why he feels that she joined the uh, GR, uh, that uh, she lost her mother the day before the departure, mm-hmm. uh, and she was uh, uh, robbed of her grief. Um, I had paused it on that little thing, as it just mm-hmm. basically went into that, uh, and she's just wailing on him. Uh, fucking fucker, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> just going real Russell Simmons deaf comedy channel right there. Uh, and language, the, just the it's GR, gr just stood by. Uh, no one else pulled her off, but Lori came running. Uh, came running in, and, shout writing at her. Yeah, shout writing. Uh, grabs her, sits her down, uh, and in front of the empty desk of uh, Patty's empty desk, and Meg says, "We'll see what Patty says." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anything before we? Uh, I mean, Liz like Tyler. This entire <laughs> season has been my least favorite yeah. person on the show. But, like, but and, and my other question is, yeah. what uh, purpose is she serving? I'm not saying she doesn't have one, but second season. It's not clear yeah. to me why she. She'll be huge second season, guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed. It's been be picked star. up. We've been picked up. We've been so picked up. There will be a second season of Reheated. They renewed yeah. our podcast That's specifically right. too. <laughs> thank we you, heard HBO. From, we thank you, John K. Buker. He told yeah. us personally that we've been picked up. Yeah. Appreciate it, John K. Buker at John, John K. K. Buker, Buker on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so we go back to the shack, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a, a quick flash of her getting hit. Uh, I think Dogcatcher said something along the lines of "Will I guess you hit her too hard?" Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they show a they show a quick flash of her getting hit pretty fucking hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, Garvey runs out of the runs out of the shack, um, and then I had this thought that maybe uh, Garvey actually did stone Gladys. Me too. I thought that. I, I said that right with uh, when it might have been just to you, or I'm not sure if you were there yet. Mm. Yep, I thought that too. Yeah, because uh, now you're thinking all this crap that is unexplained. If yeah. we now have established that this guy fugues out, when you know he pretty much. Blinks out of one life and wakes up as, you know, yeah. hide. Um, you know, everything could possibly be Garvey. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, he asked, uh, what's his, what is the dog catcher's name? Um, mm. Oh, God. Dean? And he's not a dog Dean. catcher. Dean. Let's get that straight, too. He's a dog killer. Yeah, but yeah. we just call him dog catcher because <laughs> yeah. it was fun. Uh, yeah, it's pithy. It sounds good. Yeah, so yes. dog catcher. Uh, it sounds almost biblical. Sure. Dog the catcher. dog catcher. I don't know. It's just oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, it almost sounds like a fisherman. <laughs> yeah. Right now, yeah. Right in the middle I, I of uh, Leviticus, the uh, dog catcher. Yeah. All right. Uh, so he asks the dog catcher. <laughs> I'm our resident. <laughs> he asks the dog catcher to recap what uh, what had happened. Uh, well, uh, he got out of, out of bed, uh, went to the bar. Um, we had a few drinks. 
Uh, you demanded that uh, you give me a ride home, uh, and you happened you passed your friend on the streets, and <laughs> she gave you that. She gave uh, you that smile. She gave you that go fuck yourself smirk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and next thing I know, you're out of the car, grabbed her, and uh, here we are. And said, "I'm going to end this permanently, right?" In Cairo, New York. And what was that? And he said, "I'm going to end this permanently, right?" Was something what like he that. something like that? Yeah. yeah. I really like what the creators did there with uh, the, tricking us to think that the Cairo was related to the magazine article. Clever yeah. creators. Well, I think it more was just like there's going to be weird connections, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like th- things that seem disjointed are going to kind of fold in on themselves, like Lost, and maybe there's never a payoff, but <laughs> you know. Freaking three toed statue, four toed statues. <laughs> Damn it. Smoke monster. <coughs> Alright. Uh, why would you help me with this? Well, we're, we're friends. <laughs> I didn't think so. Um, and they, they apparently made some bet to. Oh, when was the last time you saw me? Uh, a few weeks ago when you made a bet to. Uh, oh, to, to civilize a dog. a dog, yeah. yeah. That li- okay. That line to me was such horseshit. The, and I, I'd stop killing dogs if you won, and you give me that dollar. <laughs> By God, I'm gonna yeah. get that dollar. Like yeah. really, you need <laughs> that dumb. dollar. Yeah. <laughs> dog catcher. Uh, what's his face runs back to uh, Patty. Uh, and he starts apologizing to her, saying, "I think things got, I think things got a little, little out of hand." <laughs> no, like, you know, like when you just having a conversation like, and you just kidnap somebody <laughs> and threaten hey, to kill him. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, did I get out of hand back there? Uh, look, here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna keep not talking forever. And I'm gonna drive you back to your weird house with all your friends and white clothes, and we're just gonna call this even, yeah. right? Still, she's alive. like, <clears throat> nope. And he's like, what? Oh, she speaks. Uh, so not only did she speak and say, pretty much, go fuck yourself, uh, and I'm gonna take your job, I'm gonna take your kids, I'm gonna take everything, uh, and then she just lets out a huge. Huge spit. Oh, it was like she was just holding it in her yeah. mouth. Just there was swishing like a, it around. There was like a chicken wing in there. Yeah. <laughs> now get me a fucking cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, Trevor, smoke. Let's go. go let's go. <laughs> and she says, I don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she says, oh. Uh, he says, I gotta rethink that letting you go thing. A fat, heartless cunt. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so that's what he said, right? Yep, sounds yep. about right. That's, the, that's the, the more or less of it. That's how I recollect. That's the gist. The long and short. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she says, no, you finish what you started mm-hmm. uh, and get me a fucking cigarette. Mm-hmm. Don't have measures. Uh, then we go back to Meg, who just won't shut the fuck up. Mm. Oh, God. It's, God, she's it's all like, chatty Kathy, It's man. like, dude, yeah. it's over. Shut up. She found the, she found the stash of Coke. She just... Oh, good lord. Did uh, you see what they said about me and my mother? They called me fat. It's like, don't you... And Lori's like, bitch, I can't write fast enough to shut you <laughs> yeah. up. Just starts hitting her with a notebook. Like, yeah, the fuck. I know this won't leave marks. Yeah. <laughs> she's got fucking... She's got Meg kneeling on rice. Yeah, kneeling on rice. Got Feel a, that shit. Got a bag full of peaches she's just hitting her with. Uh, she oh, says, God. why can't we fight back? Uh, and Lori writes that it's weak. Yeah. Uh, and she writes, uh, I'm, I'm not weak. weak. Prove it. Yeah. So here we go. So we've got we've got it set up for season two. We've got Magneto with Megan. And we've got <laughs> Professor Xavier. Or if you prefer, Malcolm X with Megan. And Dr. King 
with Lori. Okay. So I, I got. I, just, I, I mean, I, I'm still not sure about that because. <laughs> Uh, because Medgar Evers? No, because I mean, as we learned Edgar. from Medgar Evers. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Just because, like, as we've seen from the the tactics that Laurie is inheriting from Patty, are not are you know? I mean, so I, I know what you mean by two divergent um, points of view <coughs> that are gonna. It's gonna be a clash. Yeah. It's gonna be a little bit of a Lenin Trotsky thing. Mm. Um, but I am just not sure, or Stalin Trotsky. Um, I'm, I'm just like I'm not sure which one of these people is ultimately the destructive one. I mean, she's the young upstart. At least that's what she's being right now. Yeah. Can I God. just say, David, that's going to sound great in double time. It's going to sound awesome. <laughs> it's going to sound so so so. It's going to sound almost like a normal human. All right. So they show up to Matt's. Uh, Nora and Mary are there. Uh, and he talks to her. He says, your grief was hijacked. Uh, she apologizes, uh, and he says, I'm not giving up on you. Thanks for coming by. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they're leaving, uh, Nora says to Lori, you might want to drop by your daughters and since you're mm-hmm. on your little apology tour, uh, mm-hmm. and, and apologize to her. Uh, Nora is fucking perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. <sighs> And she's a freak. Mm-hmm. That's she's, I mean, she really. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Kevin better get his life together. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Did you drop the mic after that? Is that yeah. what we're doing? You yeah. said a mouthful yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they go to the park uh, with the wrinkle face twins. Oh my god, those kids get uglier every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking troglodytes. Uh, they're kind of growing on me, though, as, as, as a form of comic relief. Yeah, they're like uh, little Monchichi pets or something yeah. like that. Monchichi? Monchichi? It's like when things get too heavy. I I think Ryan Howard kind of looks like a Monchichi. Yeah. God, they're just yeah. so fucking... True or false? Uh, I mean, they're yeah. the dumbest yeah. things in this show. Yeah. yeah. yeah they're like, so very dumb. Quentin. Yeah, it's like it's like when things get too heavy. It's like, hey, they're gonna wrestle each other for no yeah. fucking reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they remind me a lot of the two kids. On, I think I've home said it before. Movies. Home movies, and also, oh, yeah. and also, um, I think there's one. There's there there are twin kids on Bob's Burgers that they remind me. Of. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they always make twins like dumb. Same. We shaved each other's eyebrows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, it's dialogue I can hear them saying. Yeah. Uh, God. Uh, and they're, they're talking about the about the gun. Uh, there's kind of hints of Amy losing people, which is what we've talked about, right? Yeah. That mm-hmm. her family's disappeared. Yeah. Uh, and it is possible to be okay when is when she says that it mm-hmm. is possible for people mm-hmm. to lose somebody mm-hmm. to be okay. Yeah. And then we get um, to it. Yeah. Oh, and then, man. And then. Go ahead. And then we get to uh, uh, just real quick before you go. Uh, did you fuck my dad? Did you <laughs> what, what? What? are you? What are you asking me? Did you, you fuck? You fuck your mother? You fuck, <laughs> did you fuck, fuck my dad? Did you fuck you my dad? You fuck my what mom? kind of fuck? What kind of sick fucking yeah. question is that? You <laughs> you fuck my dad? <laughs> huh? You fuck my dad? I'm not even gonna answer that. You fucked huh? fuck him a little bit. You fucked him a little bit. You fuck, you fuck my dad. Um, oh, God. And then she uh, she just she's just the hero. best the best response ever. Oh, yes. So great. What did she say? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, you know, That's and I and I felt really bad after. But then he told me that uh, you know 
stop trying to. We should stop pretending to be okay because none of us will ever be okay. And he was so hard. He was so hard. So I fucked him. Well, on a pile of guns. Oh, pile of guns. Oh, pile of so guns. that's the line that tells us this is fake. Yeah, correct? that's like gun. the pile yeah. of guns. Pile of guns. Yeah. Yeah. What's the big deal with a gun? So, so what if well, she has a gun? Yeah. Why is that? Why do you? Why is so? I think there's. I mean, there's this whole. To me, there's this whole subtext going on, which is that Amy is, clearly lost people, mm-hmm. but Amy, despite the teenage nihilism and all that stuff. Is actually kind of doing okay emotionally mm, yeah. and all that stuff. Since the hug, oh no, Amy. Sorry. Amy, um, mm. and suddenly, so is Kevin. Kevin is like is gotten the drugs gone. He's like starting a relationship with Nora. He's starting yeah, to he's return doing great. Yeah. to Nora. But he's starting in Jill's eyes. He's starting to return to normalcy. Yeah, and it's like, Nora, go, Mr. G. experienced probably the most <laughs> profound loss of anybody in this in this universe of Mapleton. Mm-hmm. Is also showing signs of being okay, both in a relationship with Kevin and the fact that she no longer carries a gun around. Mm-hmm. So when so Jill, who clearly is not doing okay, mm-hmm. yeah. everything about her character suggests. I mean, there's just so there's just no affect there. She is like not okay. So when she sees that Nora has given up this gun, and when she is realizing that people are kind of moving on from what for her is actually such a traumatic experience that she can't get past it on some level. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. So I think this whole thing is really about not this whole thing, but like this, 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 these whole sequences going about, you know, about the gun is that if Nora a really had the gun and then got rid of it, that means she's moving on. Mm-hmm. That means like, so if, if Nora never had the gun, then it it's not a thing, right? But if Nora mm-hmm. had the gun and got rid of it, that means that Nora was in one place after October 14th and has moved on from it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think to Jill, that is something that is very discomforting and disconcerting. Gotcha. Yeah. So she's... So so why is Jill taking this harder than anyone else? Uh, I would imagine because... Probably because her mother... Took it hard, and and to quote something from like the strain, like you know, some people get a sneeze, and some people get the flu. Like this is, um, you know, people have like just like you know, biologically and, and emotionally and psychology, like deal with things differently. And some people, when a trauma happens, they just can't get past it. I know I pronounce trauma <laughs> differently than other people. You almost say it like trauma, like 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 freaking toxic Avenger. <laughs> yeah, but I, trauma. But I I, I, I was talking to other people from my from the town that I grew up in, and they all are weird. Pronounce it trauma. <laughs> the other thing is that uh, her mom is gone. But still, but still there. there. Yeah. I think that's. I think yeah. that's yeah. the bigger thing of it. It's like being yeah. in the same friend group as an ex. Mm. It's, like, yeah. it's easy. It's yeah. almost easier if you like completely don't have to see. I them wish again. I could just pretend that that person never right. existed. Right, just in. But, like, <laughs> but, but you can. You By the way, you, yo, you can day. do that. You can't. Do well, that. like and see that still see. Yeah. If life. I can give one tip to anybody what? out there, it's that <laughs> if you break up with somebody. You need to pretend they're dead for six months to a year. Then you can be friends with them for the rest of your life. I seriously, you can be friends with them for the rest of your life. That's really good advice. But if you pretend they're dead for a year, you will be fine. Yeah, that's really good advice. Yeah. Fuck my dad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Hendry. (laughs) 
Sorry, I'm mixing uh, all of my... Yeah, all right, Shaq. We're back at the Shaq. I'm trying to bang this dad, Hendry. I love Shaq. Uh, Garvey says that he quit smoking. Uh, I have that down there for some reason. Um, is that relevant? Because she offers him a cigarette. Okay. And also, no, this was... He said... She, she says... Uh, Oh, you don't smoke? Because uh, Laurie told me that you used to. Oh, right, yeah. And he's like, I quit, and he takes her cigarette. Yeah. She well, has her cigarette, he never lit it, and he takes it from her yeah. before she could smoke it. Yeah. But she offers him one. That, he gives yeah. her one, she offers him one, and then she does the Laurie thing. He yeah. But also, this was the, the shack that he snuck to as a child yeah. to mm-hmm. smoke cigarettes at camp. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yep. And he's yelling at her, asking her, "Who do you report to? You have chapters all over the country. There's got to be some sort of uh, some sort of thing." So he's just like screaming at her, "Who do you work for? Um, who does number two work for?" <laughs> uh, who sent you? Yeah. Uh, who taught you this? She says that there <laughs> who is. Who taught no, you? Learned it from watching yeah. you, Dad. <laughs> that there is no leader, mm-hmm. uh, which there's got to be something. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. There, there's definitely precedent for organizations that have no central governance and are and are kind of self-supporting in their own little pockets. They, 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 they have a centralized doctrine that they kind of follow. And the Occupy movement. Yeah. There is always, <laughs> always, yeah. always, always somebody who is fucking the leader of that group. Like yeah. not maybe not maybe in, not like in each chapter in each chapter. Yeah, but they, there's no reason why they can't have little autonomous chapters that. Oh no, a- absolutely. But I mean, I just that mean like don't like, filter to something. Like, oh yeah, no. Totally. Presbyterian Church, I feel like is like that. There's no. I'm just saying, like, but like Patty is clearly the leader. Oh, of that chapter, of that chapter, hands down, no absolutely. question. And Lori is clearly the second in command. She's the like, lieutenant. Yeah. yeah. Here's a question that I just thought of. Where does the GR get all the money for the cigarettes? Because New York State has really expensive cigarettes. Well, I mean, where do they get the money, money for? for well, the, uh, I would say the that bonds. when people show up and they have to give up everything, part of that is probably draining their life savings into whatever, whatever the uh, you know the organization is. Plus, maybe selling a bunch of stuff. So, like, yeah. they're getting every single person they're bringing in is bringing whatever their accumulated wealth is yeah. all their into Nintendos. that organization. Yeah, all, all their, their Nintendo, all their Pokemans. Maybe they're all on like a disability too, or something. Sure, like they're all on unemployment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the big things come out of this, which backs up another theory that I think has come out on this pod, on this podcast by uh, at least one person, uh, the dog catcher. Has no record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they have no record. They can't yeah. find anything on him, uh, which I think backs up one Doesn't of the theories that he is a he sent in from. He's a G man. Yeah, I, I um when when I am such a dullard when 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 she said uh, he's a ghost. Uh, I don't know if I just wasn't paying that much attention. To that. I was like, "Is he a real ghost?" Like, I was like, "Yeah, I was going back. Wait, he did show up at the town hall and people saw him." What? And he says, "I, I prefer guardian angel." Yeah, which yeah. Uh, it seems like too much, too like high of a praise for himself. Who's if he's someone who just like shoots dogs and yeah. hangs out in pickup trucks, and he's not. A, God put me on earth to shoot. It dogs seems like a God gover- damn it, I'll shoot dogs. He's trying to do more. Thing. Shoot dogs and chew bubble gum. Yeah, and I'm dogs. <laughs> and my bubblegum is long cut tobacco. Yeah. Um, Bigly chew mixed with long cut. <laughs> so they leave the they leave the shack, uh, or they just go outside uh, and have a little discussion. 
and he said, I signed up for this for this adventure, expecting leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time to end it for He's, good. I signed uh, up for Hyde. I'm getting Jekyll. Yeah. Uh, and you said after uh, what she took... He, uh, the dog catcher said, after what she took from you, after what she took from this town... Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Go to the go to the truck. <laughs> close your eyes. Go, I'm gonna take ten, care of things. Go tend the rabbits. Yeah. Well, no, I think he's saying he's saying go to sleep and when the fucking the Kevin yeah. Garvey that gets yeah. it done. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, Don't could, fall asleep and then you'll come back all. He's, yeah, that's what he says. Down. So if he was some sort of government agent, why would why is he instigating this saboteur? I don't agent think he's provocateur. A, a government yeah. agent. I don't um, think he's from the government. I think there's things throughout this episode that kind of say a little little differently. He's our um, John Locke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he goes... He, 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 I have here, he goes... Well, maybe our listeners have. Go to the truck, close your eyes, because I need to talk to the other guy, uh, is what he says. Yeah. Uh, then we go back to Jill and the twins, breaking into Nora's. Just breaking in. Yeah. Through the little doggy door. Like right. kids do. And of course the twins are just on board for anything. I oh. heard there'd be Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> um, they go yeah, to the... eating a stick of butter out of the fucking fridge. Nora What's goes, this, Crisco? <laughs> <laughs> Nora goes right to... Or I'm sorry, uh, Jill, Jill goes right to Nora's room, uh, which I have here that the TV placement was the worst in this bedroom. For some reason I really... Re- you really, it really bugged well, you? Well, I mean they have the bed set up. Uh, and then it's off to the side, and it's a flat screen, which is going to have a mm. decent viewing angle for sure. Um, but that's not going to be. It's not oh, an. It's not gosh. a real good placement for a television, is what Look, I'm getting my at. My queen does not give a fuck about this. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. You fuck my. You fuck my dad. You fuck. <laughs> uh, and the twins find the bulletproof vest and like. Oh, oh God, punch me idiots. with the vest on. They're such oh, idiots. Oh my you God. You sweet Kevlar vest. They didn't even grab like a knife and try to stab each other with the vest on. They're such idiots. Yeah. God, they they can't even they can't do anything. Do they, right. do they even like try like punching somebody like punching each other in mm-hmm. the chest or something? Yeah. They okay. were trying to punch, but who okay. cares? This right, was well, that. like bulletproof vests don't deal with concussive force. They mm-hmm. deal with yeah. Stopping a uh, stopping a sharp object from like entering your skin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Jill goes to kids' room, mm. uh, which is still as as was as was as, finds, as and it she finds <coughs> looks under the bed and she finds trouble. That's right. Yeah. I'll give you trouble. And this was the this was for me the most suspenseful part yes. of the entire episode because mm. I thought she She's was going to blow her brains out. Mm. Yeah. Right oh really? There. I thought yeah. that too. I, yeah. The way she kind of was like turning the gun, like, crying, yeah. looking at it. Um, but I think that was the moment when she decided she was going to do what she did later. Yeah, because I, I mean, I think this was really the worst that was her possible. Bottom. That was this her was the worst possible outcome, which is that Everyone's the okay. gun was real, and the getting rid of the gun was real. Which means that yeah. this person who she, I think, on some level, saw as yeah. an equal, somebody who had not gotten past this moment. Yeah. And, had gone past it. And where she decided to put the gun. Yeah. In her kid's room. And her kids are gone. Yeah. So, you put the gun in there, that means, well, the gun is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts on that before we... Oh, okay. Well, they almost leave the wrinkle faces. Mm-hmm. Almost leave with the vest on. <laughs> Idiots. Amateur hour. Over here. Right. Uh, Nora arrives... Nora arrives home. Wait, the, there's the call. Well, that Nora, 
Nora arrives home. There's a, a the message from. Uh, well, they, the they, they leave. Yeah. The call happens. They the call happens leave. like the Before second Nora arrives home. I have. All right. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> Kevin calls. Uh, my, my question is, why is dude trying to call the house phone? Not she's got a cell phone. She's like a human. Why would? <laughs> I don't know. She's like, dumb. Yeah, she's busy. Why does she have a freaking answering machine anyway? Who's got that but my parents? I don't well, want to. I mean, she's probably of the generation that she would have an answer. Hey, look, I don't want to bother you at work, so like, I called at home. Yeah, but adults. But I use fucked up seriously. Cell phones. And why right. is he calling to explain all this to her? Why is he putting him... I don't know. Saying he needs her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Saying, I, I need you, girl. So if he needs her, need send her a baby. text. He basically called and did like a middle of a boys to men song. <laughs> to oh, yeah. yeah. Like with the deep <laughs> voice guy. Like, baby. Hey. I'm out in the woods. <laughs> you know what happened. You know what happened. I killed a GR. <laughs> I put her face in a chair and I hit it a bunch of times. And you know my heart hurts, baby. <laughs> Hold on a second. No leg, no leg. I think I see my shirt. No leg, all the way through. Yeah, so he's he he's on the phone leaving this message, and he does. He sees uh, shirts. He sees these shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone said they were like set up in a in a pentagram. They're not a pentagram, yeah. but they were. I mean, they it were. It was like, pretty Blair Witch. It was Blair Witch. Blair yeah. Witch to me. Yeah, definitely Blair Witch vibe. Yeah. Uh, um, and yeah, so dry cleaner. Mm-hmm. Just grabbing some white shirts. Uh, I'm, I'm just ripping them off. Yes, I'm still not. I'm still not a hundred with that though. Really? I just just because they the shirts had the emblems on them. So unless, I mean, unless it's a small every, town. Yeah, unless every single police officer is the same size as Kevin Garvey, then something. I I just it just some there's. There's clearly some other level. It could not have been, though. He could have gone mm-hmm. home and seen that they're big, but, like, ignored <coughs> it because he's trying to ignore his problems. Uh, well, but they, they even did, like, a little quick flash to, like, when his shirts were missing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that sort of informs the audience that, like, oh, that's what happened to those fucking shirts. Yeah, flash and flash. Well, why? Why? <laughs> uh, why? Let's say he did do it. They are his shirts. Why? Why is he putting them up in the woods? I guess, yeah, it's like whatever this the thing that his dad was trying to but I, to talk to him about in the previous episode. Yeah. But this to me also is an argument as to why the the dry cleaner thing is was like was real is because the shirts weren't a thing until they were a thing, and so maybe them being in the woods is comes from the aftermath of that, not him. Not having the shirts before. Mate, I mean, that's definitely possible. Maybe there's a bagel in an effigy somewhere there, too. Yeah. <laughs> All these bagels are out here, man. I mean, yep. it, it's possible, but I really think that that was... Because you don't... I'm, I'm just basing this off my own personal experience of having white shirts dry cleaned. If you go to a place and you drop off eight white shirts... They keep them all together. If you drop off eight white shirts, eight you know different color shirts, uh, the, uh, a blazer, yeah. sure. There's going to be different parts. They're going to have to run the thing. It's going to go all around the store. They're going to pick up all the different parts yeah. of your order, put it on the thing, and you're going to take it home. But if you just go there with eight white shirts, they're not going to split them up. Like, why would they make them that hard on themselves? I'm gonna I'm gonna go and, and uh, confess something. I have never gone to the dry cleaner. He storms back to the shack. Uh, and Dog Catcher says, it's alright. 
I took care of it. Situation taken care of. Uh, what did you do? And we see that Patty's in there with a bag over tied around her head. Uh, and then they they have a little battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he ends up uh, ripping a hole in there. Does anyone else think Patty's a bitch? I, I like Patty. So I, li- I, I, I do like her. I, I like her. Patty, but, so but I think she's gonna. I, I like her, like but her. she is also a bitch. She's a bitch. even though I do like her. I don't she's think a she's a woman. Bitch at all. I would be very scared. She's of a force of nature. She's I don't think she. I think she is the most in control person in this entire show. Yeah, yeah. She's she, so strong. Yeah. She's such. She's got such. She's got such. Uh, just, just sheer force of will and, yeah. and, and conviction and, and scruples like she's just yeah. here's what I stand for yep. and I'm not wavering yeah. and I will get to you and yeah. she does yeah she knows exactly who she is and what she needs to do I understand why like us the viewer really identify with her because we a lot of people watch this show and they want answers and she feels like somebody who has answers you know or even if she doesn't have answers she is almost in the way she walk, she deals with the show the one closest to the way, uh, like one of us might deal mm-hmm. with the circumstances in the show. She's very much in control. She acts with confidence. Yeah. Uh, everybody else is searching for reasons, for answers. Uh, the only one that is now starting to act more like her is Nora. I'd say acting yeah. a, little, a little bit more confidently. Um, so there's that, uh, and. They, they battle, he saves her, and Dogcatcher, as he's leaving, kind of says off to the side, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. I tried. Mm-hmm. Who's he talking to? Same voices that Kevin Senior's talking to. Wow. Mm. I thought he was talking to Patty. I didn't hear that. I mm-hmm. missed that line. Wow. I, 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 thought, I, mean, I actually thought that he was talking to Patty, which would actually confirm, confirm what... You know what happened later, like, you know, no half measures. You know, finish what you started or whatever. And like, she wants these guys to, to kill her. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's super into dying in that shack. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think we all got that vibe from the jump off. Like the second she started talking, yeah, it was clear that she was trying to create a situation mm-hmm. where he inflicted more harm on her. Well, Gladys yeah. also. Spoke right before she died. But she well. was begging them to stop. Yeah, yeah. please. Yeah. This is the worst. I don't <laughs> like any part of this. Oh my God, uh, stop hitting me. That, that was the gist of Gladys' statement. Um, we go back to... Uh, well, I mean, I think he's talking to the voices. Same mm-hmm. voices as uh, Kevin Sr. That's possible. Uh, uh, we go back to Meg Yappin. Uh, she gets the Just shit slapped nose. out of her. Oh, one of the five fingers saved the face. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I haven't heard anyone quote that in a while. And then the truck pulls up, and uh, I don't know what you guys think, but not that there's this, this is just a made up connection, um, but it looked like an old wrinkle face twin. Like, then aged. It looked like. And one turns black and one turns black. <laughs> One Wrinkle of them. face twins in a van in a van. One just, is black and one is white. One of them. <laughs> one tan. Oh, right. Rhyme it, dude. Go back and Be look. a professional. Go back and look at it. Uh, the one guy <laughs> looks like he could be their dad. Uh, I'm not saying that that's Maybe the case at is. all. I don't think that it is. I don't think that it is. I'm just saying, go back and look. Yeah. 
Okay, fine. You know what? <laughs> Show's over. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all y'all, I'm going home. Uh, and... It's the wrong podcast. Uh, it's never the wrong podcast. It's taking it national. Uh, he asked for the money, show me first. Uh, and then there's the... She wants to see... Goods. Ten thousand clams, see? Yeah. Ten thousand simoleons. Put it in my palm, see? I'm gonna get these dead bodies. These stiffs in the back of this truck aren't gonna clothe themselves. I thought she was gonna. That was like slipping into like uh, Betty Davis or something. Come on. Or Marlene Dietrich. Is that who it was? Fucking with that a little bit. Come upstairs and sing me sometime. Look at him, huh? Huh? Great ups. You fucked my loved one. Oh god! Uh, <laughs> uh, so then they start unloading. Well, he calls him sick fucks. He, yeah. he, got, he gets his. I'd say it's at least a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. That's that's, no. that's no my way. Guess. You can't fit a hundred thousand dollars into an envelope. Like, you can't. It's the, the, those stacks that are about enter that big bank accounts and are ten thousand each. The bands around them say ten thousand. That's the highest denomination you can get in the states. There's no way that was a hundred grand. It was ten grand. And well, I we know that. I maybe know they're that just renting them. Yeah. Uh, we know that this is uh, this is a hot loved ones deal. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> still, how much how much could you take off? I mean, we know from uh, from Doofus on, in uh, from the the party uh, where they were drinking the Molly water yeah. uh, that it's about forty thousand dollars. Yeah, I, I can't ex- that's, that's, I can't that's explain why, yeah. why it was so cheap, but I know <laughs> that it was so cheap. Yeah, I have no reason because why. It, but wasn't it was a shady. Deal. Yeah, it was a shady deal. Yeah, yeah. The That's real ones were being transported in like a real truck. These were in a back. U-Haul. Yeah, these were in a U-Haul. Yeah. It's like you guys order fifty factory reject loved ones. <laughs> they all got. They all got three hands. Yeah. And it's not. Guys. I just. Don't, it's not ridiculous to me to think that they have some kind of organization that allows them to kind of pull stuff off like this. Like, yeah. I'm like oh, they yeah. got the church. They, they like, got. They, they got, got some. They're doing. Sure. There's something going on I'm, that allows right. them. Getting wrapped up in. Irrelevant details. I'm also thinking, you know, you can go to New York, buy like a fake Gucci bag. It's probably the same kind of kind of These are affections. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are like, if, if you like loved ones, try us. Yeah, it's like when they started selling like the fake Beanie Babies. They're the uh, the Hydrox of loved ones. The, the, <laughs> the Equate the loved ones. Yeah. Which actually predated Oreos. All of them yeah. look like Bart Simpson. That's, that's gonna. Be. Um, yeah, they're unloading them into the church. Nora comes home, listens to the message. Really doesn't think anything of yeah. it. Nope. <laughs> she just kind of just blows right past it. Yeah. Uh, couldn't really make much of it out anyway. Yeah. But it's like anytime she Nora. like turns on her answering machine, she looks like that. It's just like uh, she's like walking away as she whatever. turns it on. Whatever. So then, why leave them? If the sh- not 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 why would. Not why would Kevin leave the message, but why would the show have Kevin leave the message if she's not going to hear it? So, is it just to establish that he's remorseful? I so, think it's to establish that it's real life. It could be that. Yeah. Yeah, although, I mean, although you know, a message, a crinkly message, just establishes that he called her, not what his perception of reality is. Yeah. Um, but I think it also establishes okay. that. So. Nora goes through her change and then the like pretty much the next scene is her accepting a date with Kevin. Kevin throws out all his um all his drugs, then has a cathartic moment with his father, and then immediately goes to Nora. 
So their kind of journey to, I guess what you would call normalcy, right? That, you know, that thing that, that seems to scare that Jill so much. That, no, well, the thing that seems to scare Jill so much, it, they're, they're kind of tied to each other in that way. I mean, and that, you know, I guess that's because they're <clears> dating or whatever, but like, so this, this situation that Kevin is in, he's reaching out to the thing that has kind of been bringing him back to the world of the living. Mm-hmm. So I, I that's where that's where the message comes in. So her not listening to it, I don't know what to read into that. Yeah. But that's how I see this one. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just like uh, I don't know, man. There's so much stuff about the show, and I'm just like, just tell me already. <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> you know, I'll be honest. I'm now at the point with this <coughs> show where, like, I am. Like they just like to me they like they have characters. They have settings, and characters are making compelling choices that they are responsible for. Yeah, I'm not interested in like I I real I genuinely don't care about I, the mumbo jumbo anymore. I don't care about the mumbo jumbo anymore. Yeah. I'm just like I just like watching this life. Happen. You're watching this approved film for its acting now. I'm official. Yeah. I'm the, I mean, I've I've, I've had the Kool Aid. Yeah. I'm completely flipped. Yeah. I just want to um, pull up some sound bites of. Yeah, we all did it. it. No, this show was a real slow burn. Oh, this yeah. This slow totally. was a real slow burn. I absolutely hated this show when it began. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, if you had told me in the beginning, like, hey, don't worry, this is the way it'll work out, I would have been like, great, I like it when shows start like this. I enjoy that, like, build-up where I'm like, holy crap, how did this show rope-a-dope me like that? Yeah. yeah. But, um... But in the beginning, that we had no reason to believe. I was like, oh, I'll they stick made it. With they it, made I it guess. tough. They yeah. really did. There were a, there was a lot of fat in the beginning of this, yeah. Yeah. making this, this work season. for it. But now, since that Matt episode, since the Matt centric oh, episode, God, everything so turned good. on its ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Uh, moving on, uh, when Nora comes home, she she does ignore that message because um, you'd think that she friend or not. I mean, it trails off. You call back. Um, she, as as you'd expect her character to do, she notices right away that uh, shit's been disturbed. Something's up. Yeah. yeah. Something, something's wrong. Something's Who's amiss. Been, something's Sleep. the matter. Yeah. He's been sleeping. Something is not right. <laughs> Something is quite wrong. Something's uh, up with Jack. Something's up with Jack. She goes into the kid's room and sees the gun on the bed. Mm. Uh, what kind of fallout do you think that's going to have? Right now? So right now we're basically setting up where Garvey's only friend in the world... Well, Nora plus Dogcatcher, but he might have lost Dogcatcher because, from what we find out towards the end, Garvey is much more alone than he used to be. His 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 house occupants have been reduced to none. No one. Yeah, he lost. Even the dog's even gone. The dog's gone. Dog's gone. Yeah, even that old ragged dog. Dog's <coughs> gone. Kid's gone. Kid's friend is gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, getting to that, Jill. We see Jill come home. Uh, Amy is on her way out, probably yeah. just showered, uh, <laughs> freshly showered, uh, and they have it. They have a, a decent moment. Uh, thanks for thanks for letting me stay. Uh, and then she heads out to the dog with the knife. Yep. Uh, when you say a decent moment, what do you mean by that? A decent. Uh, it wasn't decent. really. There wasn't a whole lot of tension in it. Yeah. To that, me. that to me, that was a, 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 a moment of one person. Trying to like Reach out. smooth something out, 
and somebody else having absolutely zero affect yeah. and not caring. It, to me, it was Jill not is. a Dece moment. It was an awful moment. Jill like It was, it was a hard moment to watch. Yeah, it was My a, favorite part about so. that is uh, she says she's going to Dorfman's. We still have never met this Dorfman <laughs> character. Yeah, but we have. No, it's the guy from the party. It wasn't the guy she had sex with? No. So this is just, so this is going to be, um, <laughs> what's his name? Wacky neighbor. This Wait. is going to be, what's his name from Seinfeld? Um, oh. Uh, God, who's the guy that kept talking about in Seinfeld but never actually showed? Bob Sacramento? Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's who it is. You know my yeah. friend? Bob Sacramento? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna say what I'm trying. Bob Sacramento, giddy up. Uh, that was also another one of those those, those leftover slash down Abbey moments where you're like, fucking hug. Yeah. What the hell? That would have made Take it more your deep. Body. It but wasn't decent to begin good. with. She's not good at emotions. She has been abandoned by yeah. her mother. I didn't expect a hug to happen there. Well, I, I didn't expect a hug no. because it was just. It, I mean, because it was clearly. It would have brought up the Dece. Yeah, I was talking about hugs for a while. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, she heads out to the dog with a knife. Mm. I yelled at the screen here. I just said, no! I no! Really thought she was I, I was the there. He no! did. He did. Uh, she goes out with the dog with a knife, and the dog does not attack her. Yeah. Uh, whether she was going to kill him or not at this point, it it barked once or twice, but then when, as she got closer, dog did nothing, uh, and she cut him loose. And at this point, yeah, and then they get their um, their Marcellus Wallace and mm. uh, and what's his name uh, Butch. We from, cool then. Yeah, we, we cool, cool then. Yeah, we cool. Mm-hmm. And they just go off on their own. Yeah. You <laughs> lost your LA privileges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you lost your backyard privileges. What? Well, what's name? <laughs> I'm gonna go to work. With, I'm gonna call I'm, some pipe hit niggas. We're gonna go to work on the homeboy with a blowtorch and a pair of pliers. <laughs> you hear me, hillbilly? <laughs> Dave saying words. I ain't done with you by damn sight. Dave saying words that some of us on the podcast cannot say. (laughs) All right. I just love that scene so much. We're back at the GR. Yeah. Uh, Lori comes in asking about Patty. Uh, No one knows. Uh, One of the others writes on the dry erase board tomorrow, question mark. Uh, Lori writes, is still on. Still the one. Yeah, so they're going to do some operation with these loved ones, maybe put them in the homes. What would be the point? I don't so, know. Uh, well, I guess, no, we know the point now. Out. Because it's, because there... with, with Patty's with Patty's talk at the end, we know that it is not to get over what happened, it is to get over everything else. So it's like, nah, live with this reality. They are gone. Don't forget, do not move on with your lives. Nothing matters besides what happened on that day. Yeah. So take away everything else in your life. It doesn't have to do with that day. Live simply and reflect. Which is why it makes sense that Jill goes to join the GR at the end because she Spoiler. can't forget. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jill. Hopefully the, the listeners aren't watching the show as they're listening to the That would be weird. <laughs> Us commenting IRL. They're keeping track of when people come and when people go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it makes sense that they would do something with the, the homes. Uh, they use that information to go in and steal all the photos. So maybe they're going to use the same information to put these put these put these bodies mm-hmm. in uh, these people's homes. Yeah. Ooh, um, good God Almighty, that is going to be that would be. Fun. Yeah, I mean, Aww. we we felt like it was a such a violation of privacy to have the pictures taken. Yeah, to do this. 
<laughs> I don't think it, I don't know if it's going to go down though. Well, it might go down, but it would have been such a as an audience member, it would have been such a bigger reveal if like this was kind of happening in secret and they went through a flashback about how they did it. Like we would have just hated them and, and also got the same surprise that the people you know that the people that it's happening to in the show. But what are you gonna do? God, what if they just like what if they just like hang them from the trees like pinatas in front of everyone's oh. house? <laughs> what if they bake them all into pies? <laughs> <laughs> like Hansel and Gretel. Soil and greens. Yeah. Made of loved ones. Great yes. uh, loved ones fish sticks. <laughs> Delicious fish uh, We no, go to the the, the big no, book. Big book. Oscar. Uh, uh, yeah. The we see that the big book is uh, kind of like a photo album. Yeah, uh, so it says has DB all that information. DB, is that right? Yeah, but is that? <laughs> yeah, pretty sure that's Death what it was. Butt, yeah. Yeah. It's I'm my certain. favorite. It's my favorite butt catalog. MD. It has MD on the front. My dick. My dick. <laughs> Probably. Uh, the daughter shows up. Uh, what's her face? Jill shows up at the GR and says, "Can I stay here?" But we don't see her right away. We hear, "Can, can I stay here?" So I'm yeah. thinking it's Amy. Yeah. Um, no, no. Yeah. We hadn't seen Dorfman. Sam <laughs> Dorfman. Dorfman might be GR. <laughs> You've come to the Dorfmeister. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys. <laughs> yes. uh, then we go back to the shack, mm-hmm. uh, and we uh, it's. Him and Patty talking, boy. Yeah, boy, are you fucked? Um, because you can't let me go. You don't want to kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what's gonna happen? Uh, and she says, "I want you to understand. Um, like, like when, when was the last time you you thought about it? About October fourteenth? Um, she says that I accept it. You ignore it. We strip away attachment, fear, love, anger, um, so that we're erased." Kind of like a blank slate. We're living reminders, mm-hmm. uh, and we're ready and waiting, and it won't be long now. So finally, we get the GR's MO. Yeah. This is why they're here. This is their manifesto, which was nice to hear. I had read, you know, that crap on the website that they had made. The publisher of the book had made a GR website, but you know, that wasn't necessarily congruent with mm. the show. But it was pretty congruent with the show. You know, that's 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 what I. That's what I found out. So that's that's really cool to see. Like mm-hmm. here's now we know now we know the rules. Now we know what game we're playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it won't be long now for what? And it made me like the GR even more. I really like those guys, man. I don't know why. I just like them. I just think they're. I, I'm rooting for the GR. I think it's because it's the only. They're ruthless. It's the only kind of concrete thing. Yeah, and nobody stands for anything, even if it's like evil. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so long now for what? Uh, whatever they're building towards. It's, you know, something with those bodies, you know, <coughs> they're gonna just, I don't know, suicide by cop, they're just gonna start waving unloaded guns around. Yeah. I Obviously thought, they I, want other people to kill them. I mean... I thought the it won't be long now was just in reference to, like, the world. It won't be long, yeah. Um... No, I think because she it was specifically talking about Laurie, because okay. she said, you know, and when Laurie's time comes, no, 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 no. there, there was a scene well, before that yeah, where she's yeah. talking about where there's she's talking about something else. It won't be long. Yeah, yeah. We, we we haven't gotten to the whole self sacrifice thing. Yet. Yeah, we're yeah. ready and waiting, and it won't be long now. And I, I, I wonder if the it won't be long now thing is just like it's like. It's almost like the world was 
is still in shock, right? We got, like, three years ago, the world got shot. Uh-huh. And... It, the, and like we are now feeling the pain of that wound, and people are going to start going nuts, going Destroy nuts, and that and like and like so like the gr has been growing, cults have been growing, like things are coming to a head where we are at, we are going to collectively recognize True. the event. Yeah, we did not get Holy Wayne or uh, Tommy and Christine. Thank God, Wayne Shady. Wayne Shady. Yeah. Uh, she says that Lori came to the GR because she was offered purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I believe. Uh, I really was hoping that they were gonna, that they were going to, um, like, uh, give us some credence to that theory we had about Lori yeah, losing, Lori losing a baby in the, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in the, you know, an in vitro flying car. Still on the table. Still on the table. Still there was the that table. like red herring, maybe red herring at the at the conference where it said, you know. Uh, what was it? Uh, prenatal, prenatal um, departure. departures. Departures. Yeah. Um, Lori came to the GR because she was offered purpose. Same reason Gladys was, uh, and she was. They throw a hundred stones at her, and now she can't be forgotten. And Garvey flat out asks her, "Did you, do Did you kill Gladys?" Uh, and she says uh, she was okay with it. Yeah. So. But she was at the end. She was. Who? She was uh, okay with the idea. So who? <laughs> who stone GR? <laughs> I was correct. You were correct. Nice. Anybody else had GR? If the case is closed, you were correct. No, nobody else had GR. No. Nobody else had GR. I, I was on that. Yeah, uh, I, I expect I that dollar. Dave, I expect that dollar. Dave and I had a. Uh, Dave and I had Matt, and you had I, I also had Matt. Honestly, I mean, all the points were pointing to GR. I said it in the podcast. I was like, the show wants you to believe that it's GR, which is why I'm going with something else. But no, it was... They double-blinded us. Yeah. yeah. They took yeah. it. Uh, like I was saying, though, I don't think... Before the podcast started, I don't think um, it was as obvious as you guys were saying it was. I think we may be smarter than the average viewer. Oh, oh are we? Were. Have you heard last week's podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Dumb as a sack of peaches. <laughs> yeah, we're, no, dumb, we're dumber than. I'm that. just saying, I don't think that it was as. Dumb. Once I like reexamined it, like that wasn't my first instinct when that happened. Yeah, you guys. Were it wasn't my immediate instinct. No, it was my instinct upon rewatching. Uh, yeah, and, and upon reading John K. Buchers. <laughs> right. No, so he's. Uh, the I didn't read that until John K. Buker is a genius. He was a genius. Uh, Although, I mean, if you if you take each group, I mean, he took each group and laid out why they yeah. made sense, and so. He's a, look, John K. Buecher. You are absolutely a genius. Yeah. But I mean, handsome. If, if we had all done that, <laughs> good comic books. We'll, had, we'll real quick shout to the to the the comic book he's putting out there, uh, King and X. Or oh X yeah, 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 yeah. We're fire. very, very interested. We're very excited. about And that um, it's not something we can really do a podcast about. But I'll read it. But I, I will absolutely read it and do a write up on my on our website. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There, wait, what was I going to say? You know, and the, one of the things that we glossed over a little bit I think in the GR in the um, in our case for the GR maybe you didn't Mike I'm interested to know this is that they were the only group in the show up until that point that we had seen had any organization for these kinds of like things Mm -hmm. like they were the only group that had like successfully pulled shit off Mm -hmm. and we like all kind of like dismissed the fact that like nobody else has done anything like collectively as a group like the GR like I mean, Shady had a pretty good like yeah. fucking compound for a while. Yeah, but I mean, he he never pulled a stunt. 
We don't know. We don't, we don't know. know. Oh, well, his, he's oh, got oh, something. Oh, well, oh, he certainly didn't oh, pull, he, pull oh, put, out of those Asians. He's building to something that I really feel like. I think this whole show, this whole show is about GR versus Wayne Shady. And then the Garvey's trying to figure everything out. The Garvey's have that shining that that they're <laughs> figuring out. It's 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 the white versus the dark. You know, just in terms of what they wear. I wasn't making a race comment. Sure, they're yeah. black. Sure. GR. Mm-hmm. And then the Garvey's who have the the, the, the Rosetta Stone. The and Garvey's just got to unlock it. I don't know. <laughs> the Gravies. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Gravy. All right, so. Uh, Gladys was okay with it, and Lori will be okay with it when her time comes. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, uh, I gave her waffles. Yeah, uh, and he says to her, to Patty, "You want me to kill you?" Uh, and she says, I, "I want you to say that you understand." And then she goes into that poem. No, she says, yes. "You won't kill me. You can't. You're too big of a piss." What is the the poem? She says, "The poem is the second half of a Yeats poem called Michael Robarts." Bid his beloved be at peace. Um, so it's a it's it's in the voice of this guy Michael Robarts or Robartes. Um, Mr. Say, Robartes saying saying goodbye to his 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 lady love. Um, so hey bae. In it there is a reference to the uh, Irish god um, Mananan Mananan. M-A-N-N-A-N-N-A-N Who is a god of water God of water and death And I don't know how to read I don't know I mean there are a lot of articles online reading into it But it's saying goodbye To To a loved one essentially A loved one Yeah Okay. Well, it, it certainly it's, was pretty it's, bad. It's, it's, yeah, it, it's just uh, it's just beautiful imagery of saying goodbye to somebody that you love. There's another yeah. Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Yeah, it was pretty badass. Should so. we can, can we can we go dive a little bit deeper into Yeats though? Because there's actually some really interesting stuff. Sure. About his life. So, um, Irish poet, uh, late nineteenth, early twentieth century. Um, also a political figure in the independence of Ireland. Um, and uh, the at the establishment of his state, one of his most important arguments was he was a Protestant, and so when Ireland was free, it started out as one place, but there was this huge rift between the Protestants and the Catholics and the as correct that, ones, and the, as, <laughs> as we the troubles, know. the um, troubles. So one of the most interesting things that he was part of was there was this argument about <coughs> should divorce be legal in Ireland. And the Roman Catholics said no, and the Protestants said it's really important to us that you allow divorce to be legal. And this is what he said. And he was a member of parliament when he did this. He said, marriage is not to us a sacrament, but upon the other hand, the love of a man and a woman and the inseparable physical desire are sacred. This conviction has come to us through ancient philosophy and modern literature. And it seems to us a most sacrilegious thing to persuade two people who hate each other to live together, and it is to us no remedy to permit them to part if neither can remarry. So, um, divorce is like a major theme in this show. So yeah. there's that. And then the other thing is, one of his other most famous poems, um, Second Coming, it was uh, where Chinuea, uh, Chin finds the girl in the refrigerator in the woods. Yeah, yeah Chinuea Achebe 
took the line things fall apart um mm-hmm. it's uh but i'll just take a little excerpt of it which is the la- two of the two lines at the end of the stanza which is the best lack all conviction while the worst are full of passionate intensity and you look at somebody like garvey right who is a character who people <coughs> like there are all these cor- there are all these people in different corners pulling at him saying mm-hmm. we need you on our side we need you to care about this thing and mm-hmm. he does not yeah and he is just dead mm-hmm. so i, I so it, the it's best a, are the those who lack the conviction? best lack conviction while the worst are full of passionate intensity interesting yeah um, so, so, so it, it, he was. It was a really, really interesting choice. So, do you think that that means the like? Are we looking at this from society's viewpoint? Because if we're looking at it from society's viewpoint, the best lack conviction, while the worst are full of passion, like that could be seen as like don't disrupt what works, don't you know? But if you're looking at it from someone like Patty and the GR's standpoint, it's the complete opposite, right? Mm-hmm. When you yeah. assume that they would say the best are full of passionate intensity, because like she's mad at him for not caring and not thinking about the day, and not... yeah, but you're quoting a poem that wasn't used in the show. I'm just talking from the same guy who did it, but like that is real. That's some tinfoil shit right there. It's right? Not, there's <laughs> nothing tinfoil about it. It's just a, I mean, I'm just talking about like. Cause that, well, ideas that this guy. Yeah, I like. I like. The, I think the divorce thing, but. I mean, I, I so I don't know. I mean, I, 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 it's I got credence. Yeah. I just that it, that it can expand <clears throat> to his general thoughts on things for the show for sure. Yeah, and yeah. as I said, I'm again, I'm not interested anymore in solving yeah problems you, you, with this show. Now, so I'm just interested in the, this world and how people think and how the, people feel. This the show has now gone from uh, from game based improv to relationship based improv. Yeah, yeah. so. Uh, you fuck my daughter. <laughs> Let's bring it back. Um, you don't have to hide from me, Patty says to him. Uh, she goes. To the, he lets her go. Uh, she goes to that toolbox, uh, grabs a... Oh, no, he goes to the toolbox, grabs a knife. Um, I'm still unsure at this point whether... At least I'm still unsure at this point whether or not he's going to kill her or set her free. Mm-hmm. Sets her free. Yeah. Um, but I still kind of knew was, if he sets her free, she's going to kill herself. I thought... She's gonna kill him. Yeah, I thought. Really? I thought we were gonna lose Garvey. I thought we were gonna have our Ned's oh, no. dark. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, and he says, "You're going home. Uh, I'm gonna tell them. You know, fuck it. If whatever happens, happens. I'll let. The, I'll tell them." Uh, and then she finds some shattered glass from the window from the fight with the dog catcher, and. Uh, kills herself. What is, does she say? Any, oh, she says you do understand. You do understand. As she's like dying, mm-hmm. um, it was, stabs herself right in the neck. So what's interesting to me about so, so let's go back to <coughs> Garvey being this like chosen one. This idea that possibly he has some sort of mission. He's wrapped up in whatever his dad is involved with. What's interesting to me about that is to me, Kevin Garvey seems like the most average, run of the mill guy. He's not particularly intelligent. Like, he's not dumb, but he's not... Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Uh, in, uh, in in Last Crusade, which of the chalices was the true grail? A cup of he said I wasn't going to do this. <laughs> which of the it. chalices? <laughs> the, the plain one was the one that the Templar was really guarding. You yeah. chose 
wisely. Yeah. And the Wait, that was man. more like uh, Dumbledore, yeah. original Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> Looked in the mirror, up it here was, said, have it? it was more like, yeah, it was more like, a, treason <laughs> is treason. Who's that? It's Ah, yeah. Oh, God, I hate him. Yeah. The worst. Wrong podcast. But anyway, I just think that he... God forbid. He's the Once again, God forbid I have a good time on the podcast. (laughs) 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 And it's always the one that shut me down when I'm enjoying myself. Just (laughs) totally. Having a nice little, having a nice little Game of Thrones impression. And you know what? And and uh, you should have heard her complaining when she had to be you. Mm. Oh, she couldn't deal with it. Complaining, she was like, "This is so easy, God. He's not necessary." Like, you know, it was like it was like Eddie Brock with the symbiosis. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I'll try to let you have a little more fun. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. You want to do a quick poll in? Yeah. Just want to get in. Yeah. Do do it. Do it. Do it. Nah, he's not, he doesn't even want to do it now, Julie. He's, he's all. He's all. Come look on. at that hangdog expression. You got it, sport. <laughs> Come on, get back in. Get your fuck, my darling. He's back. Hey. He's back in the I just want to know, did you fuck her? Did you, did you <laughs> fuck my dad? <laughs> With the heart on stack of gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that's enough. I've got a hard gun. Talk about taking the safety off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jolie. What do you got? Uh, so that's my point. He's not particularly... He doesn't seem that interesting. I mean, he's hot. He's, you know, a cop. He, you don't choose this kind of shit in, in fiction. If the, the fiction is chock full of reluctant chosen yeah. ones. Yeah. Re- reluctant, chock but usually full. they're chosen because of some other... Gilgamesh. Some other... I don't know if that's true. I don't know. I just want to really... Yeah, you don't know. I just want to really hold back. No. Yeah. Gilgamesh, guys. Though, seriously. Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to move to the end. We're going to wrap this up with some winners and losers. Uh, we'll start with uh, whoever wants to go first. Uh, if it happens to be the person to the left, Quentin. Oh, wait, can I just okay. say one more thing about Kevin Garvey? That yeah, why not? I've of... already brought us to the end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I just want to say this is the last thing, and, I'll, and then I'll shut up. And we'll There's be. always something. But else. just um, the um, that Kevin Garvey, uh, just a parallel with Nora, and also why he's important in a weird way, is that... So Kevin Garvey has now lost... Everybody in his family, but they are all physically on the planet Earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nora has lost everyone in her family, but they they are not. One other thing that I wanted to bring up about this episode is the parallel between Garvey and his daughter uh, with cutting the thing loose with the knife. You know, she cuts the dog loose. Oh, yeah. He cuts the patty loose. The patty. The the patty. So that's... Two all-beef patties. (laughs) (laughs) Special sauce lettuce cheese. That's another. There would have been somebody who's got OCD out there to the mic. Finish the (laughs) rice! Speaking of finishing something... I, I, this podcast? No, no. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I never got to make poker. my snow piercer joke from the last one because we did that off. Right. Winners and losers. Winners and losers. We're gonna move on to winners and losers. Uh, so who wants to start? Winner, go. Oh, go ahead, Quentin. Um, I believe that the winner this week is uh, Patty and the GR in general. Um, she got to do like her little sacrifice thing, um, even though it didn't go down the way that she wanted it to. Um, and the GR is getting more members. Whatever they're planning is looks like it's going to go off without a hitch. 
um, at least from my point of view. Um, loser, uh, Kevin Garvey. He's like losing. He's, he's he's losing his mind. The uh, the the shirts was like sort of a confirmation that he is seriously losing his shit. Mm. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Amy as the winner because she's doing okay. And she had the best. She had the best, she had the best line the in best the line. fucking show. Uh, Fuck you down on a pile of guns. She <laughs> somehow by admitting that she fucked her dad, even though it wasn't true, she came off as less slutty than any other episode. So well done, Amy. Yeah. Uh, conversely, oh, what were you gonna say? I still think she came off as slutty. Loser, my loser is conversely Jill because she's just she has nothing left. So she goes to her dumb mom who dumb abandoned her. Dumb, dumb abandoned. Dumb abandoned. Uh, on that note, would that even be allowed? This is my okay. I'll do mine. Um, the winner is the dog. Because uh, <laughs> cool, he he's good. He's good to go. Probably learned a little bit while yeah. he was there. Got some meat. We're good. The loser <clears throat> is Laurie. Because I think this is where she really comes off the hinges. She's fine. <clears throat> She's fine with living that GR lifestyle. But in the back of her head, she knows, like, at least my daughter will be raised normally. She'll have a normal life. She'll have wants and needs and things like that. I think that is where her convictions do not... The, those convictions are fine for her. I do not think she wants that for a kid. It's kind of like it's kind of like um, like a career criminal who does really well for themselves but would never <coughs> wish that lifestyle on their kid. You know, Now her kid is knocking on the door and she is not in a position where she can say no. Yeah. Because if she says no, then that just... She's now, whether she knows it or not, the figurehead of this chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she can't look weak and say, like, it's not for my daughter. Yeah. I don't think there's any, I don't, we have, certainly haven't established any rules that this wouldn't be allowed. It's yeah. going to be really hard not to care yeah. when your daughter's under that roof. Because she already cares about her daughter. She yeah. definitely cares about her daughter. She's you know, like smoking a million cigarettes a day. Yeah. yeah. Ship her off to another chapter. I don't know. She's like, we're starting. She's, she's writing it down real big. I'm like, we're going to now start stocking Marlboro Ultralights. Because, because... <laughs> Because my daughter won't be having American spirits. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think what's going to be interesting We're going with to that electronic is that, cigarettes. Um, so when Patty brought in Meg, she spoke to her. She debriefed her. Mm-hmm. So we might get our first Lori talking scene. How many episodes we got left? One two, or two? Two. Two. Oh, that's it. Um, two. Oh, so this is going to wrap up. Mm, this is going to wrap up uh, in mm. August. Yeah. We're in. Probably right before Labor Day. Um, so my, my winner is uh, also Patty for this, pretty much the same reasons that Quentin laid out. Um, she got what she wanted out of that situation. Um, my loser is Dean the dog catcher. Because we still, we still don't know what he stands for and we don't know what the stakes are for him. Yeah, And he was... Clearly in a situation where he was trying to persuade Kevin in a certain direction, but he could not get him to where he needed to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and Patty got Kevin somewhere, somewhat artificially, somewhat by trickery, but she got him there. Mm-hmm. And Dean not only did not get him there, but did not make any, what I would call compelling arguments to why he needed to be there. It was a lot of like fate talk, but without yeah. the recognition of the fate. Yeah. 
No. Okay. I already went. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to go loser Kevin. Uh, who else said Kevin? I also said yeah. loser Kevin. Uh, for, uh, same reasons. Uh, and just to be different, I'm going to go with the winners. Uh, winners, that's correct. The Wrinkle Face Twins. Uh-huh. Uh, got not, to play with the cool vest. Not necessarily. Well, I mean, as characters, yeah. Uh, they got to play with the cool vest. But the actors who play those two, because now they're twins... And they got this pretty sweet gig, acting like idiots yeah. on a what is going going to be an increasingly popular show. It got uh, it, it, it. It's building to that good point where people are going to now start telling all their friends who didn't watch it. Yeah, yo, you got to watch the leftovers. You got to listen to reheated podcasts, the best podcast <laughs> yeah. out there. Yeah, it'll uh, have a, it'll have like a double. It'll double its season one premiere in the season two premiere. Yeah. Easy, I would say. So they have found their way into a hit show, Being Idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they're very they nice people. They were on a hit show. They were on Desperate Housewives. The two of them were? Sure were. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't watch Pat. They're also on <laughs> Teen Wolf. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, this will be the, the, mo- the best of them. Oh, this is the best of them, but like, if, uh, again, like, if they fucking, like... It's like saying the best of McDonald's is the McGriddle. If somebody like, was, like... still pretty terrible. Oh, the McGriddle's good. But, um, if they, if, if, if they're, if just, like, when season two started, they're like, what happened to the Wrinkle Face Twins? And they're like, oh, yeah, they were in a, they, uh, their car went off a cliff. There was a, there was another tiny, there was another tiny, uh... October 14th and it was just that they got struck by lightning <laughs> yeah alright very quickly uh, if you have anything coming up uh, now's the time uh, I'll start to I guess today because the podcast is coming out on Tuesday the 19th I, my indie improv team Don't Sass Me Florence will be premiering at the Grape Room in Maniunk uh, 8 o'clock show uh, free to get in and yeah it'll be fun it's a good lineup that's Manny Young, Pennsylvania. Go there and uh, drive some some citywides into you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you got? Um. So Friday live SRM show. We're gonna make it. <clears throat> We're gonna make it fun. So pissed I can't do that. Um. And uh, then stick around Saturday study hall and the future. Um. Just like if, if you, you want to see a team, if you want to see just like people do great improv. You want to see the best block of improv in the city right now? You need to come to that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, anyway, check phillyimprovtheater.com. Uh, you can, you know, uh, I'm do. Uh, Rob does outside voices frequently, uh, usually Saturdays. Um, also, check out um, uh, Friday night, October. Or sorry, Friday night, August 29th, midnight is the premiere of Too Late with Rob and Joe. A live late night talk show with guests, bits, monologues, the whole nine. Uh, five bucks get you in. It should be a great show. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Brotherly Rob. Um, this Wednesday, Trestle In. Uh, some friends of mine are putting on a show, uh, Lonely Space Vixens from Outer Space, um, starring uh, Libby Rindle and uh, Nikki Black. <laughs> All right. Uh... This week, uh, as I said in a, pre- in a previous podcast, uh, The Strain, Bloody Sunday, uh, if you've ever wanted to see everything I do in one week, this is the week to do it. Uh, on Thursday at 7 uh, p.m. is Getting Close with Mike Marbach, where my guest will be Tim Butterly, one of the funniest men in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, at 10.30 is The Sideshow, which I produce and might be performing in as well. Friday night at 7 p.m. is live Stark Raven Mad. 
uh, Game of Thrones podcast, 7.30, I direct Study Hall uh, on Saturday, uh, and then at 10.30, The Future, which I direct, is performing. Uh, so there's a whole lot of stuff which you can find out all, all the information on those and uh, other Philly Improv Theater things uh, on my site as well if you're interested in seeing some, some things that I do, MikeMarbach.com. Yep. That's all I have. Anybody else have any quick things to say? Do you plug your Twitter? Oh, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, Twitter, at uh, Philly D-Way, Philly D-E-E-Way, um, and... Please email us and tweet us. We we seriously like we love shouting people out. We we would love to engage with any questions you have. Yeah. Uh, no matter how silly or weird or fuck, you know, we don't care. More so, than anything, go on iTunes, rate us and review us. Yes. Positively, hopefully. Um, One of the things we used to do on Starcraft Mad all the time is like a fuck Mary kill. We'll have to do that maybe next week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and with listeners? Know. No, with yeah. the characters on the show. Oh. Oh, I thought it, like, who's on this podcast? It's too easy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and if you want to know, like, what Mike Marbach's favorite food is, just ask on Twitter. Yeah, just ask. Yeah, seriously. Oh, I, I, we'll, awesome. We love it's, asking it's, stuff like that. It's plain unflavored yogurt. Yeah. At Mike Marbach. Uh, all right, everybody, thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.